I'm your host, Kara Stein Conaway, and this is the Business Mamas Podcast. The Business Mamas Podcast is made for women who know they should be doing more self care and practicing more self love, but are overrun with balancing it all. This podcast provides the tools and support you need so you can have a successful career while also being a present and loving mom. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Kara Stein Conaway. I've been talking about beliefs, relationships, and making heart-guided decisions and how implementing this framework in my life has given me so much peace and joy and that I've been finding that I've just been really present in my life at work while I'm working and also in my life, in my relationships, both with myself and with the other people that I love. And so I want to continue sharing additional information about this with you. Today, I want to talk more about relationships. And it's something that I hope will be a great tool for you to implement in when you should accept an invitation for a potential relationship or a potential commitment that you could make. And it's the philosophy that I've heard, and you may have heard before, but that I very much live by, which is, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Be true to yourself and practice saying no to spending time with people and to invitations that don't resonate with you. It could be that the person who is inviting you is not someone that you think you could benefit by spending time with. Or it could be that you have other major goals that you're focusing on right now, and the invitation doesn't help you in reaching those goals that you're working on. It's okay to say no. Actually, It's critically important to say no. When you say no to things that you should say no to, you make space to say yes to the wonderful things when they come your way. I love and live by the phrase, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. A time in my life that sticks out in my mind when I think about someone making an invitation to me was when I was 20 years old and I was spending my third year of my undergraduate study as a study abroad student in Chile. I was a student at the Universidad Católica de Chile in Santiago, the capital city of Chile. And I was taking upper level political science classes with Spanish-speaking university students. I had studied Spanish throughout my education, starting in elementary school. I took the highest level Spanish classes offered at my high school, and I took two years of college Spanish before I left for Chile. As I sat in my political science classes, I understood about 
20% of the words that were coming out of my professor's mouths. It was terrifying. I knew that I was likely headed for law school or a master's program after undergrad. So the idea that I would fail all of my junior year courses because I couldn't even understand what the professors were saying was very scary for me. I remember coming out of class during the first week of class and the look of utter confusion and terror must have been written all over my face because I was the recipient of an act of kindness that I will always hold in my heart. A young Chilean student approached me and in very slow Spanish, she introduced herself to me. Her name was Geraldine. She offered to help me figure everything out at the university. Instead of buying textbooks, there was a system of checking them out of the library to photocopy them and then return them so that everyone else could copy them too. She showed me the systems that were so unusual and different for me. She invited me to study with her. This entailed us reading the material out loud together and then discussing it for me to ensure that I actually understood what I was reading. Geraldine's patience with me was never ending. Although my grades from my year abroad in Chile still ended up pulling my overall GPA down quite a bit, it didn't completely tank my GPA as I had feared it would in those early weeks. Had Geraldine not taken me under her wing, I can't imagine how I would have made it through that first semester. I spent the summer between first and second semester with a backpack traveling all around South America. And luckily, by the start of second semester, my comprehension had skyrocketed and I could actually meaningfully participate in class discussions. I had many students come to me after class my second semester and comment that they appreciated my insights in class and hadn't realized I was smart since I was incapable of effective communication in my first semester. My dear friend Geraldine's invitation meant more to me than I think words could ever express. She also taught me patience, empathy, and kindness which I am forever grateful to have learned from her. Her invitation forever changed me. I know what it feels like to live in a foreign country where I don't speak or understand the language. I know what it feels like to be in a culture that can seem hard to understand and so different from what I learned. And Geraldine's patience, empathy, and kindness meant the world to me. And one way that I try to repay her for all of that beauty and grace she showed me all those years ago is to embody that for other people. And in my law practice, 
I do have the opportunity, since I am still Spanish speaking from all those years ago when I learned, I've continued to practice. And now I get to be able to show empathy and kindness and to have patience with my clients sometimes who don't always speak the English language, which can make not only life more challenging, but can make having a legal case even more scary than it might otherwise be. And so I am forever grateful to my dear friend, Geraldine, and try to pay forward everything that she shared with me. This was a time when she extended an invitation. And through that invitation, we built a friendship and a relationship that means so much to me. And as I explained, it not only means a lot to me to be Geraldine's friend and to have her be my friend, but she changed me for the better. And her friendship has made me such a better lawyer and human being. And so all of that was a chain reaction from Geraldine extending the invitation. So how I ended up in Chile at 20 years old, doing my junior year of college by study abroad, was by practicing, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And the way in which I ended up there is that I had to say no to something else in my life that had been important, but that was not a hell yes. And that was being on the college track team. I started off my freshman year in college on the track team and I was a pole vaulter. So I was training. It's been so many years now, I don't remember exactly, but my memory is that it was about four hours a day of training and it was intense. It was a lot of time. And although I had only spent two years in high school pole vaulting my junior and senior year and hadn't really felt like I'd reached my full potential, the satisfaction that I had had in high school pole vaulting, I just wasn't experiencing that in my first year of college being on the track team and pole vaulting in college. And it wasn't that it was terrible it was fine. There were a lot of good things about it. And I enjoyed some of the people that I was on the track team with. And I was being an athlete, which was fun. I'd always enjoyed being in good shape. But I was sacrificing a lot by working out four hours a day and not having that time to dedicate to other things like friendships and studies. And I really wanted to do study abroad and that wouldn't have been possible if I was going to try to stay on my local college campus and be on the track team. So I ended up saying no to doing more time on the track team. My, my first year, my freshman year was the only year that I did college track. I said no to that. And then I opened up the opportunity to say yes to things that were completely hell yes in my book. And going to Chile and doing that study abroad was 100% 
a hell yes. And even though it was an incredibly challenging experience for me, with all of my heart, I knew that it was the right thing for me to do, to go there, to live in Chile for a year the way that I did. And it has been certainly one of the most transformative experiences of my life. And I'm incredibly grateful that I said no to something that was good, was fun. There was nothing wrong with being on the college track team. And yet I knew that it wasn't as great as what study abroad would would offer me. And so that was the right decision for me to make. And so when you come across decisions in your life, directions that you can go, a situation that maybe is not too bad, you know, there could be some pluses in the plus column and there's a few in the minus column and you're kind of having to to weigh it out. I think that I have never regretted using the philosophy of it's not a hell yes, it's a no, because life is so short. And I want to make sure that there's always opportunity for me to say yes to those things that are absolutely falling into the hell yes category. And if I fill up my time with too many things that are pretty good, there just won't be room to say yes to those extraordinary opportunities that I know are there if I leave some space for them. My call to action for you is that you ask yourself, What is something you are currently doing with your time that is not a hell yes? Can you identify at least one thing and can you say no to it? Believe me, the magical hell yes opportunities are just waiting for you to create the space for them. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you shared it with someone you think could benefit from hearing it. I would also be incredibly grateful if you could leave an honest rating and review of this podcast on Apple iTunes, as that helps more people find the show and it helps me in sharing this message of practicing self-love and self-care with more people whose lives I know could be enriched by hearing it. Until next time, and with gratitude, Kara Stein Conaway.